Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist for the Lexington Era Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Thursday, April the 1st, 2021. We are exactly one month away from the Kentucky Derby, which we run May 1st at Churchill Downs. Keeneland opens on Friday, uh, April 2nd. The Bluegrass Stakes is Saturday, April 3rd. And my guest on today's podcast is Ben Roberts, my co- friend and colleague from the Herald Leader, uh, the two of us, we broke down all three of the big Kentucky Derby preps this weekend. The Toyota Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland, also the Santa Anita Derby out at Santa Anita Park in California, and the Wood Memorial up in New York at Aqueduct. We talked about all three races, all three, the favorites in those races, other horses to look at in those races. We kind of handicapped those three. Talked a little bit about the Derby picture as a whole as well. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it in this Kentucky Derby Prep Podcast with my guest, Ben Roberts of the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is my Herald Leader colleague, Ben Roberts. We usually talk to Ben about uh, basketball recruiting, but today we're going to talk Kentucky Derby. We're actually going to talk Kentucky Derby preps because it's a big weekend for the Kentucky Derby preps. We have the Bluegrass Stakes here at Keeneland on Saturday. Also on Saturday is the Santa Anita Derby out at Santa Anita Park in California and the Wood Memorial up at Aqueduct in New York. First of all, how you doing, Ben? Good, John. How are you? I am good. Uh, ben does his Derby Watch Rankings which I think are now uh, up uh, online. Uh, And so we're kind of doing this in association with that as well going into this weekend. Uh, Ben, let's talk about the Bluegrass first since it's the race here close to home. Essential quality, obviously the favorite, the uh, two-year-old champion from last year, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Is there anybody – well, first of all, your thoughts on essential quality. With life as good being out of the race because of an injury – is he the prohibitive favorite or the just the favorite, or is he the favorite at all in your eyes? Um, I actually have him number two in my rankings behind Concert Tour, the uh, Baffert horse who who will be in the Arkansas Derby um, next weekend. But I, I I certainly wouldn't argue with anybody who had essential quality first, and I know I know most people do have essential quality number one on their boards, and and rightfully so. I mean, he's obviously he's undefeated. He's four for four. Um, He's won at Churchill Downs. He was actually the side of his very first race was on Derby Day, the, the odd September Derby Day uh, last year at Churchill Downs. Um, he's got, you know, he's the reigning two-year-old champion, juvenile, British Cup juvenile champion. Never done anything wrong and seems to be working, uh, you know, as well as ever right now. Um, I, I just, and I, and I really like him, obviously, too. I, um, I, I just really like the way Concert Tour Looked in his last race down there in Arkansas, and I mean, he just kind of had the look uh, coming into the stretch of a uh, of a Derby horse to me. Um, so that's in my eyes, that's more of a one one A ranking, and I think those two right now, I would put in a clear tier um, above everybody else. But yeah, obviously, essential quality. It's going to be a huge, huge favorite on Saturday, and and probably I would think would be the favorite on Derby Day. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to go against Baffert, uh, even as we said, he lost life as good to an injury. But, yeah, Concert Tour was very impressive in winning the Rebel. Uh, of course, Baffert, you know, year after year, what's he won? Six derbies, won it again last yeah. year. But it's hard to go against Brad Cox, too, because Brad Cox, the trainer of Essential Quality, he's the reigning Eclipse uh, winner for top trainer. He's been very hot. He won four Breeders' Cup races at Keeneland over Breeders' Cup weekend last year. It's hard to believe he's never had a horse in the Derby. Uh, 
So, but I mean, he's definitely the hot up and coming name. Yeah, he lives in what was it? Chad Brown won like four or five Eclipse Awards, at least four. It might have been five in a row before Brad Cox uh, won the award for 2020. And yeah, as you said, I mean, there's nobody harder right now. And actually, you know, coming into Derby prep season here, it looked like he might have um, three of the top horses with Mandaloon and and Caddo River in there. And uh, those two have kind of had some stumbles along the way here, here more recently. Um, and Mandaloon, it sounds like still going to be there and, and still, I, you know, we, I really don't know what happened there in the Louisiana Derby. And it sounds like Brad Cox didn't, hadn't come up with anything either. That, that was kind of a head scratcher. Cause he was, uh, I think he was actually number three or four in my initial Derby rankings. Uh, I, I really like that horse and still do. And then I really like Caddo river coming into the year too, but, um, he, he uh, also has not been at his best here more recently, but yeah, essential quality um, is is the one. To, until somebody beats him, he, he's the one to beat. Is is there anybody in the bluegrass field you think who has a shot at beating him? Yeah, I mean, highly motivated. Who's going to be? I would assume is going to be the second choice um, in the betting, and is, is the clear second choice on the morning line. Um, he. He's a horse, uh, mentioned Chad Brown a second ago. He, he's a Chad Brown horse, and he's a horse uh, I've been intrigued by for a while now. And he had a, ran a big race on the Breeders' Cup undercard um, in a two-year-old race uh, last November. Uh, obviously, that was at Keeneland. He'll be back at Keeneland Saturday. Um, you know, I, I think he's definitely going to be one to watch there. He he finished third in the Gotham, which has been his only start since then. Uh it was a four month layoff. Uh, you know, there were some hiccups with his schedule, like a lot of horses on the trail right now, um, due to some inclement weather up there. Uh, and he didn't, you go back and watch that race. He does never really look comfortable at all. starting with a, with, you know, it was not a good break for him. And then he just kind of seemed very uncomfortable in the early going. And then once he finally got straightened out and pointed forward and started running in the stretch, he looked great. It was just, too late to do anything um so if there's anybody who could beat essential quality and then not be a pretty big surprise on saturday um it, it's definitely going to be him what about a horse like untreated uh, todd yeah. pletcher uh trains uh todd has kind of been off the derby radar for the last couple of years looks like he's back on now he won the florida derby Untreated is a young horse. He's only run twice, but he won, bro- broke his maiden last time out at Tampa Bay by, I think, over eight lengths. Does he have a shot, or is he too too green for a race like this? Yeah, no, he's definitely the uh, the the buzz horse, I guess, in this race. And, and um, you know, we, we talked about how he motivated there, but he's, he's one I'm probably even more interested in to see what he does here. He's the son of Nyquist, obviously former Kentucky Derby winner, um, Dam Sire's Unbridled Song. You mentioned Todd Pletcher, who, you know, it looked like it, it was kind of absent from the Derby talk until Known Agenda just ran a huge race in the Florida Derby on Saturday and and a horse that I really like going into May 1st now. Um, and with Untreated, just two races, uh, you know, coming off that Tampa Bay Derby, or not the Tampa Bay Derby, but the, the, the win at Tampa Bay Downs to break his maiden. Uh, that was a very impressive run. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, he, he, he it certainly checks a lot of boxes uh, as a intriguing horse going into this race. We'll see how he stacks up with uh, with the other two we talked about. 
Anybody else on, in the field uh, uh, you got your eye on or deserves uh, deserves notice? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, up and down this this uh, this field, I think it's a really interesting field. A hidden stash um, in, in the first post position has been a horse that I just feel like you know the results haven't quite been there. He was second in the Tampa Bay Derby, um, third at the uh, in the Sam Davis, the the prep race at Tampa Bay before that. But he's just a really intriguing horse, and I feel like he's one that just keeps popping up in derby conversation with people who know what they're talking about, uh, uh, who who haven't given up on him. Uh, the, the son of Constitution, who's a who's a hot sire right now, twenty to one on the on the bre- on the Bluegrass Stakes morning line, which I I thought was quite a bit high. I'll be interested to see if he's actually that long um, when they uh, when they go to the post. Uh, Ron Bauer finished fifth in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but but was still running at the end. Uh, he's another one who, you know, his prep schedule has kind of been scrambled. It seems like he won the, uh, the El Camino Real Derby out in California in February, and we didn't really know what, what he was going to do after that, and now he's popped up in this field. So this is only a second start of, of uh, 2021. He's an interesting horse, hush of a storm, um, you know, has won three straight at Turfway. Uh, I think he was expected to be the favorite in the Jeff Ruby stakes last week. They instead brought him down here to run on the dirt at Keeneland. He's one who has, uh, you know, some some derby hopes. Dale Romes is back with sitting on go at 30 to 1. You know, I feel like he was the one we talked about a lot on Breeders' Cup week going into the juvenile. He did not run well at all there and has not run well since, but. Whenever Dell Romans comes in, you know, with the three-year-old to right. to, uh, to Kentucky, you got to keep an eye on him. And then uh, keep me in mind, um, you know, that's maybe the best example of a horse who was who was really thrown off uh, by um, inclement weather uh, that, that we had in the winter. His training schedule was just completely stopped for two weeks. He came back in the Rebel Stakes off of I think it was about a four-month layoff. Ran sixth behind concert tour, um, you know, but he won the, the, the top two-year-old race at Churchill Downs last fall. He was third behind Essential Quality and Hot Rod Charlie in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile right before that, and those look like two of the, the top five probably uh, derby contenders as of now. So he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Yeah, and uh, uh, it, it is, it's a pretty strong field. Of course, obviously with Essential Quality, uh, being in the race makes it a you know a, a major race, and the, uh, I wrote about this earlier this week. I mean, the Bluegrass has not had a Kentucky a horse has not won both the Bluegrass and the Kentucky Derby since 1991. Uh, Street Sense uh, won, uh, finished second, I believe, in the Bluegrass, and then went on to win the Derby. I don't have that year in front of me, but uh, not that awful long ago. But uh, uh, you know they've kind of changed the the date of the Bluegrass around. Where now it's a month before the race. We you know, went back to dirt off the poly track a few years ago. It looks like you know we we may be getting back to where the bluegrass is more of a major prep. Uh, maybe it'll get that grade one ranking back in the near future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think the poly track it seemed like you know had quite a bit to do with that. And I, I was I remember being I was standing right next to the finish line for that street since uh, it was 2007 when Dominican won, and that was just a 
terrible day. It was, you know, it seems like it's always right. cold. When it's cold, it's always colder at Keeneland than anywhere else in Lexington. <laughs> but it felt like it was about 20 degrees and somehow still raining that day. Uh, and Dominica just beat Street Sense. It was on the poly track. Obviously, he comes back and wins the Derby. But yeah, since Strike the Gold, um, it's been 30 years mm-hmm. uh, and no and no winners. I mean, Skip Away, I know, was in there since then. There have been some good horses, but uh, good magic, obviously derby yeah. runner up just a few years ago, but it seemed like for a long time there, it was the, the bluegrass was almost not, not an afterthought, but kind of a, a certainly a lesser of these uh, right. top final derby preps and, and essential quality should change that. Yeah. Okay. A race that, that has been a top prep, especially here in recent years is the Santa Anita Derby. Let's go to it next. Uh, Baffert has an, another one of his, uh, you know, uh, very crowded stable in that one in Medina Spirit. Five uh, two morning line favorite. Is that the horse you like in that one? Yeah, you know I'm I'm having trouble landing on on a horse in that one. I like Medina Spirit. I mean anybody who watches him run has to respect the uh, I guess the grit he brings to the racetrack. He does not quit. You know it, he he almost caught Life Is Good um, back in early January. Life Is Good, you know, got out to his big lead and was kind of loping. It seemed like there at the end, and Medina Spirit just kept running and and got within a length of him at the wire. Right. Uh, Life Is Good beat him by eight lengths <laughs> the the next time they faced each other last month. Um, but again, you know, Medina, you know, usually you you see a horse that's clearly going to win. The horses behind them don't always. <laughs> go all out to get there medina spirit it seemed like was eight lengths back and still trying to do everything he could to you know just get within seven lengths um so it'll you know he's going to be one who's going to be tough to tough to pass in the stretch um and that's another that's a really interesting race to me dream shake is a horse um who has only run twice was actually 10 lengths back uh of a uh, life is good in his last race um but is just put in a couple of, especially one, just eye-popping workout out there at Santa Anita. Uh, He's going to be one to watch. Rock Your World is one who has been talked about in derby circles for a while now, kind of the will he, won't he, you know, join (laughs) join the prep season here because he's a turf horse. Uh, but has the look of a horse who should be great on dirt and, and turned in a bullet work at Santa Anita. I think it was Sunday morning, um, ran uh, five furlongs and, just about 59 flat. Uh, this is his first third start. A lot of uncertainty there, but he certainly looked great training on it. Um, so, you know, that's a, those are a couple of horses that, you know, I don't think it would surprise anybody if they come out and win by five lengths on Saturday. Uh, and then you've got Roman Centurion and, and the great one who were, who were two more who were, you know, kind of had some hiccups along the way, but, but clearly looked to have a lot of talent. And then Bob Baffert's back with, uh, he's got Medina Spirit. But he's got defunded in here too, um, and you know, with Mike Smith not having a ride now, with with life is good being out, Mike Smith jumps on defunded, who's coming off a, a pretty impressive maiden win at San Anita last month. So, you know, he's only he's only run twice, and he's obviously coming in um, almost as an afterthought out of the Baffert barn, but certainly deserves watching. Yeah, and you know, Medina Spirit is the morning line favorite of five to two. But right behind him really is Dream Shake at seven to two. Rock Your World is four to one. Uh, you mentioned the Great One and Roman Centurion are eight to one, and Defunded's eight to one. So at least in the morning line, it looks like a very competitive race. It's not like they think, oh well, Medina Spirit's going to run away with it. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of that is just because Medina Spirit hasn't, you know, we, we don't, I guess we don't really know what he is yet just because he's been yeah. so overshadowed by Life is Good. Yeah, and then the one race that he ran this year that, that didn't have Life is Good in the picture, um, you know, he ran, it was, it was, I mean, just throw a blanket across him, Roman Centurion and Hot Rod Charlie uh, there at the finish. They were all right there together and then nobody else was in like a dozen lengths of them. And obviously Hot Rod Charlie's come back. Right. to show that he's a, a legit derby contender. Um, so, yeah, it'll be, you know, obviously we, I, we'd love to see life as good out on the trail. And I, I was really interested to see what he was going to do derby day, um, especially with the pace. But at the same time, it'll be kind of interesting to see um, what Medina spirit can do against the talented field when, when life is good uh, is, isn't right there next to him. Right. Yeah. Now, the horse, to me, the horse, uh, and you mentioned him earlier, is it's is triggering his dream shake uh, just because of, uh, uh, you know, I know Peter Orton is the trainer during the other day. He's very high on this horse. He ran third in the San Felipe, uh, San Felipe, a grade two race, but that was only his second start. And so he's a young horse still learning. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know how he progresses i think he's got a i think he's got a shot here but we'll see yeah yeah and didn't make his debut until i think it was like february 7th for him that's uh, correct was his very first race that's correct that's right um okay let's move to uh, anybody else that you want to talk about in the santa anita field um no i mean I, i i think that i think that pretty much covers it you know roman centurion um i mentioned him uh he's one that you know, again, he was right there uh, at the finish with Medina Spirit and Hot Rod Charlie, and and obviously we talk about Medina Spirit and Hot Rod Charlie. I think he's he's probably top five on a lot of people's Derby list right now. Certainly top ten. Roman Centurion kind of gets lost in that, but his only other race since then has been that one that Life Is Good just flat out dominated. So I don't think we got a great feel for really anybody else in that race the yeah. way it was run. Um, so I, I think he could be kind of overlooked coming into this uh into this one and um another one that uh, you know it shouldn't surprise anybody if if he were to get up there and win the race yeah the only other one to me and only it's not so much the horse as the trainer is parnelli uh, just because john sheriffs is the trainer it just seems like uh-huh. that every once in a while john jumps up and wins or wins one of these races with a horse that you really didn't know a whole lot about beforehand and, and parnelli's been in i mean he finished third in the sham he's he was fifth in the bob lewis he's been off since then he's at a layoff he hasn't run since january 30th but uh and i'm not saying he's going to do anything i'm just saying you know, it just seems like every once in a while you look up and John Sheriffs has won a big race out in California that nobody expected him to win. So uh, yeah. he's one you might keep an eye on. Okay, let's move to the Wood, uh, the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct in New York. Um, what do you think about this about this race? This also seems to be a very competitive race with a lot of, at least going by the morning line, with a lot of horse risk taking. It's a favorite of five to two, but there's a lot of horses there right together. Yeah, I think this is probably the most competitive or at least the most uncertain, uh, uh, you know, on paper. And risk-taking is the morning line favorite, and he might indeed go off the favorite. But I think the one everybody wants to see in this one is is, uh, is prevalence. Um, right. You know, he, he broke his maiden uh, in he was a really impressive fashion in, in late January at Gulfstream. Um, it was a, it was a big field. It's not one of these where, you know, he's running against five other horses and just, you know, got on the lead and smoked them. I mean, he, it was a 12 horse race. He won by almost 10 lengths. 
and he didn't really look like he, you know, he was trying too much to, to do it. It was just a really impressive move. And then, you know, but that was his first race. It was in late January. And then he gets knocked off the trail just by a, a very brief illness. Um, seemed like he was out of training for about a week or so. Uh, again, brief didn't sound like anything major, obviously, but you don't want to see that with the horse who didn't make his debut until January 23rd with the Derby coming up on May 1st. So that kind of threw their plans off. He comes back in an allowance race a few weeks after that wins it again, you know, it was never in question. It looked like he was just out there doing what he needed to do to win. Didn't really exert himself in any way. So this will be, you know, his first real test, um, against top talent. And if he, you know, if he doesn't finish in the top two, he's not, going to have the derby points anyway uh right. to make the starting gate and if he doesn't finish in the top two he, he you know it's it's probably too early or he doesn't belong there anyway so i, th- I think that's the one that that uh that everybody's going to keep their eye on but you mentioned risk taking um you know chad brown uh certainly deserves to be the favorite coming off of his withers win uh brooklyn strong is another one who i'm really interested to see what he does because he ran a pretty big number in the Remsen um, grade grade two race for two-year-olds back in December. And he's both had an illness, apparently, and has another one in the inclement weather uh, box of, of getting his training disrupted. So he hasn't run since then. This is his first race of 2021, a horse that still has some derby hopes. Um, but he's going to have to come up big and, you know, obviously still leave something in the tank for, for May 1st on Saturday, but he, you know, he's a horse that's certainly capable of doing it. He's a gelding. He's, his dad is wicked strong. who won the wood Memorial, um, just, just a few years ago. Uh, he's, he's one that's really interesting, but there, you know, there's, you know, this race, there's six or seven that, uh, that just have some sort of angle to them that, that is, is worth watching. And we, you know, I haven't even mentioned Wayburn who, who won the Gotham stakes beat highly motivated, uh, as a big long shot, Jimmy Jerkins is his trainer. Right. Pioneer of the Nile, who same sire is same sire as American Pharaoh, and as AP Indy is a damn sire. So he's got a he's got a lot going on in his pedigree, and obviously a a, a big Derby prep win already next to his name. Right. The the one that intrigues me is Candyman Rocket, Bill Amat's horse, only because uh, I mean he won, he looked good in uh, in winning the uh, Sam Davis down at Tampa Bay. Then he didn't run a lick in the Tampa Bay Derby. He finished eleventh. But Mott is bringing him back here uh, in this race, which makes me think, I mean, Bill Mott is obviously, he's a Hall of Fame trainer. He's a great trainer. He knows what he's doing. He He's either throwing the Tampa Bay Derby completely out or the horse has improved since then. Uh, I'm kind of interested in that horse. Yeah, and it seems like we, we talk about, um, you know, Bill Mott every two or three years, you know, Hofburg and then Country House, obviously, a couple years ago as a trainer who, uh, I don't want to say despite, but but with all of his success and becoming a, ho- a Hall of Fame trainer and all the huge, huge races he's won in the past, he's not the type to rush a three-year-old along on, on right. the derby trail if he doesn't think he's ready. So, yeah, the fact that, one, he has that reputation and he has that history, and two, Kenny Man Rocket was just such a no-show in the Tampa Bay Derby, there's something there in that equation that, right. that makes you think that he thinks um, – there's there's much there's much more to be uh, gotten out of him at, at this stage in the year and, and obviously still thinks he's a derby horse or he wouldn't be in this race Saturday. 
Yeah, right. No, same thing here. Uh, okay, so uh, anything else about the weekend uh, altogether? I mean, uh, we've got – this is pretty much it except for the Arkansas Derby next week and, of course, the Lexington Stakes. Uh, I mean, this is this is a huge weekend for uh, kind of uh, – not only a huge weekend for, for betters to get a last look at these horses before Derby, but as far as points and just getting into the Derby. Yeah, and, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know – there's going to be some horses out there, especially some of those also Rams and the Louisiana Derby who we thought were, were really top Derby contenders and still might be, you know, depending on what happens and if there are upsets, if there are long shots that come in, there could really be a point scramble coming out of these three races and it could leave, you know, a horse like an Obizos who looked really good mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the, the Louisiana Derby out or it could even leave like a proxy who who we thought might be um, among the the top derby contenders out just depending on how the whole how the whole points thing shakes out um but i think you know obviously the the number one storyline is going to be uh, which is great for us right here in lexington with uh, with the central quality and and can he keep winning and obviously if he wins saturday he's going to go into uh, may 1st uh, undefeated and i assume um the pretty decent sized favorite uh in the kentucky derby well ben and i will both be there at keeneland on saturday to cover the race we'll have plenty of coverage leading up to the race uh look for us on twitter during the race i'm at john clay iv ben's at ben roberts hl we'll be tweeting from keeneland uh, which opens on friday and of course they have the big races on saturday including the ashland stakes on saturday uh we'll be there for all of that so check out our coverage and ben thanks for being on the podcast yeah thanks a lot john Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. Thanks again to my guest, Ben Roberts of the Arrow Leader. Be sure and follow Ben on Twitter at Ben Roberts HL. Also check out his Next Cats recruiting page that has all UK basketball recruiting news, links, stories, players page. He has it all there on the Next Cats page. Uh, if you're a UK basketball fan, be sure and check that out as well. Like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. Uh, ben and I will have coverage, as I mentioned, from Keeneland on Saturday on the Bluegrass Stakes and the Kentucky Derby prep picture. Uh, so be sure and check that out online at Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Arrow Leader. Remember, you can get a sports-only digital subscription to kentucky.com you get all of our coverage including horse racing you get all of our uk football basketball uk recruiting columns uk prep coverage the boys state tournament is going on right now jared peck is covering that josh moore's helping him out down there at rep arena mark story has also written some great stuff from down at rep arena so be sure and check all of that out as well you can get the sports only subscription $30 for the first year. Go to my Twitter feed, John Clay IV, at the top of the Twitter feed. The pinned tweet tells you all about the Sports Pass subscription. Click on that. It'll take you right to where you can sign up or just go to Kentucky.com. Hit on the subscriptions tab and check out all of the offers. We appreciate everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. We appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast and supports the podcast, which you can find on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, and our radio podcast. Leave us a rating and review. That helps just get the word out about the podcast. Again, we'll have plenty of coverage from Keeneland this weekend and the Bluegrass Stakes. Check that out uh, with Ben Roberts and myself. My thanks to Ben for being on the podcast. My thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast, and we'll be talking to you again soon.